something very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys, and welcome to the 41st episode of the War Cry Podcast. I'm your host, Jehola Tiger, and the episode's a little late. Been busy this week. I know I had some people asking about it, like, where are you at, man? We're, we, we are so used to your consistent podcast episodes, but I'm, I'm here. I have delivered this week. Technically, it's still this week. But I got a little anxiety this week, guys. I'm I'm in a state of uh, unsureness, I guess if that's a word. That's not even a word. Anyways, OU Texas this week, this weekend, I'm very... This week is always a rough week for me because I absolutely hate Texas and everything that Texas stands for. Um, I have some some beef with last year. Um, Russell, Russell Sun Eagle of the, of the Okie podcast and also co-host for Spirit Talkers gave me the, gave me a beating over OU season last year and them losing 49 to nothing to Texas last year. Part of me, part of me is, is hoping that the Sooners win so I can, you know, slide that, you know, that, that message to, to Russell and be like, Hey. They not trash no more, but no, nah, but, but yeah, if you guys listened to the episode I did with Russell, Russell Sun Eagle on his Okie podcast, he roasted me for like 15 minutes straight on OU season. That was a year ago, I think. Go check that out, but, and shout out Okie podcast, shout out Spirit Talkers. Um, but you know, I, I have a lot of like annoyances for Texas fans. And adjacent OSU fans, Oklahoma State fans. Like, I like OSU when they're not playing OU, but I absolutely have beef with, with those two fan bases during this this week because OSU thinks that, like, OU losing to Texas is somehow, like, like a big up to them. Like, bro, you were, like, OSU is so booty cheeks this year that I don't even want to hear nothing from OSU fans. I just want y'all to take y'all's L's, Keep it moving. Let Mike Gundy do his thing in the off season, and then we can talk. Because I'll never have to see. I'll never have to hear another Bedlam uh, beatdown. That's what. It's not a rivalry. OU is beats down OSU every year. Let's keep it a buck. But Texas fans, we had no quarterback last year, and y'all y'all talking crazy. Absolutely the most filthiness I've ever heard. Like. Like Davis Bevel, the backup quarterback who played last year, was Jackson Arnold. He's not. He is not him, as the youngsters say. But I got beef with Texas fans thinking that this 49 to nothing is going to happen this year. My prediction on the game, I'm not going to, like I said, this ain't going to be a long segment, but I thought I'd get this out here. I hit it spicy right out the gate. OU is winning this game. 24 to 21 last minute field goal 24 to 21 last minute field goal to win the game 
So just, just ponder on that. But um, anyways, I had to get the sports out of the way. <laughs> I like this week is, is I've, I've been seeing it on Twitter. I've been trying to hold back. I've seen it on Facebook a little bit. I'm like, mm, I better hold back because I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Britt Venable's defense and offense and uh, Jeff Levy's offense do the talking for me when we win this weekend. And we, as in I'm on the team spiritually. But anyways. But I appreciate you guys joining me. Um, you know, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty kind of. I guess it was really awesome um, the amount of support that uh, that I've been getting from you know the different outlets that I've been on. Um, it means a lot to me, and I appreciate it. Um, and this episode today is is, an, is a mysterious disappearance episode, so it's going to be a part three. Um, but this episode is about Stephen Mitchell Adams. Um, and I'll give you a little a backstory about that. Cause I went to Northeastern State University um, in 2012, and at this time, when I was a freshman, they were really, really, really big on the security and the safety. Like we had multiple um, kind of meetings with campus PD um, at this time. Now this the now this case was back in 2004. December 13th, 2004. But the grand jury stuff, which I'll get into that, ended December 2012, I believe. But at the time, I'm a freshman, and so they're 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 going through like, hey, you know, don't, you know, they had they had us download an app that basically told us, you know, basically shared our location with police officers you know when we open the app now granted they probably was tracking us anyways who knows but but i remember like it was Cher- like uh, the cherokee marshals were out there um, we had talk pd we even had some like federal agencies out there and they just basically were going through safety measures uh, when you're going through campus at night or even if you're off campus and and i'd always thought about that through my time at uh, uh, nsu which i graduated from in 2017 um, i'd always thought about this case and I remember being a young guy hearing about it um especially growing up in Tahlequah you know being out in Cookson uh, Hills and in that area Keys Stillwell area kind of Cookson like I said Cookson Hills type area out that way Stillwell kind of being on the river a lot you know and a lot of these things growing up were always kind of in the back of my mind I'm sure it was in my parents mind too uh, especially with him going missing in the way that he went missing and but um, let's just start. Oh, we'll start from the beginning on this. And so he, so Stephen Adams went. Uh, uh, Stephen Mitchell Adams went missing um, December thirteenth, two thousand four. Um, and he was an NSU student. Um, he previously had a lot of kind of turmoil in his life. He had a. Uh, an ex that he was battling custody with. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say any of these outer people's names because uh, they're you know they're still around, and I don't want to trudge up anything. But I'm just relaying the case to you guys. And he had was going through a lot of this stuff, and he was having you know issues and and uh, with his custody. Um, but he had graduated from high school, and he went to high school. Uh, before he moved to Tahlequah, 
and you know he's trying to get his life right, trying to make sure you know he can support his family, and he ends up meeting this other girl, and they end up getting together, and and, and they're together at the time of his disappearance in two thousand four. Um, kind of a notable thing, he is a native guy. I know the it's kind of crazy that the police, you know, I guess say that he was white and whatnot, but he he was native, um, and. One thing that I think is very interesting about the day of his disappearance. So he um, he went to you know he went to to class um, around eight thirty and ended up getting out of and he had basically a final exam that ended at ten thirty and this is the official timeline as well and he woke up at eight got to class and basically took his final exam. No one said anything was kind of crazy or he was disheveled or he was just upset. He came in normal, jovial self, um, and that's kind of how his mom, you know, and his family classified him as he was a, you know, he always wanted to make people feel good around them, around him, and he felt bad if something, you know, if, if something wasn't right with somebody, or he always wanted to make sure things were, were correct, and he was a, a very charming person, according to his family, and one thing that is very interesting at the at this time when he's taking this final exam. There's two instances that happen um, outside while he's taking that exam. Um, during the first part, so the first hour after he left his his apartment, uh, which his apartment was on Downing. Uh, I'm not going to give that location. That's it. And I know exactly where those apartments are. But and if you know those apartments on Downing, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But he left his apartment at 8 and ended up uh, going to class. And then people that were at the apartment at the time that were leaving, they noticed a man kind of snooping around the entryway of his apartment. And the guy's description is kind of vague. Like people say that he was wearing a gray shirt or then or a uh, kind of a tan shirt. And he was wearing, you know, because it was cold, it's December. And he, you know, was wearing, you know, kind of heavy clothing. Um, it was kind of a muddled, you know, around that time. Well, at that same time, kind of an hour later, people at Dollar General, which is down the street from that apartment, if you guys know where that Dollar General's at, um, on Downing, or off of Downing, and they spotted a dark Ford Ranger with a silver, uh, with a silver, uh, I can't think of the tool shed in the back. And a man was sitting there kind of in the parking lot waiting. Um, this is like an hour after Stephen had got to class and it seemed like he was you know, waiting. And so the manager comes out and says, Hey, you can't loiter here, but why are you here? Um, and the person that's in the truck says, well, I'm just waiting for my, a friend, uh, to take them to, to Keys. And it's very interesting because after Stephen left, um, you know, he basically told people that he was going to see his mom in Weber's Falls. And he ended up uh, getting a call from his, his uh, then girlfriend and basically saying that, oh, hey, um, I picked this hitchhiker up, I'm taking him to Keys. Now, that's where those two points meet when it comes to the investigation and, and everything that went into 
the investigation was that those two now it could be coincidence but those two were were very interesting because one the guy the manager said that he was going to this guy was going to keys but then he steven also said he was going to keys and to drop this guy off well this is 11 o'clock when he leaves and he's taken and he's going headed towards uh, Weber's Falls and going to Keys. Well, at the time, the last is about 1230-ish because it takes from Tahlequah to Keys is about 20 minutes. So around 1130-ish, uh, people say that they see uh, Stefan. I keep saying Stephen. Stefan, because I think it's because it's in my head. Um, Stefan, they see Stefan. And at this convenience store in Keys, which there's only one in the middle of town right next to the school. And also there's a Big Reds off to the left if you're going, like you're headed to Ten Keller Lake. Um, or like you're going to Cookson. Well, he stops at that convenience store in the middle of town. And people, you know, have were reported that they saw him and he was very disheveled, frustrated. Um, you know, it looked like he was going through a breakdown, like he was really upset. And he ended up going, getting in the in the truck, and then leaving, and going the opposite way. You know, headed the the opposite direction of where he was supposedly headed, which was you know opposite of like. So if you keep going to Cookson, you can get to Weber's Falls through kind of windy roads. And he was going the opposite way, like he was headed back to Tahlequah. Now that's the way. It, the way it read to me now, maybe I might have misunderstood that, but that's the way it read, that he was headed in the opposite direction, like he was going back to Tahlequah. Now, one thing that is kind of, and this is, a, like, I'll, I'll give some background of, like, you know, what I know about Tahlequah. Like, picking up hitchhikers was not, like, a like a unusual thing. Like, crazy story, my dad, when we were kids, we were all sitting, he had this old, this Oldsmobile, I guess it was Oldsmobile, but it was like a white car with red uh, kind of, uh, let's say it was a hoopty, let's just say that. And it was white, uh, and it had this red uh, seating, which was like ugly. And we're driving, and my dad just picks up this guy, like just haphazardly, hey, pulls over, says, hey man, you need a ride? And the guy goes, yeah, and hops in, my dad takes him where he needs to go, and then, like that was, like, that was a normal thing in Tahlequah. You always help people, and you kind of always think the best of people. And so that's not out of the realm, in my opinion, that he picked somebody up and dropped them off keys and then maybe had car trouble and then realized, hey, if I go towards Weber's Falls, I'm not going to have nothing. Like, there's nothing there. Like, it's all wilderness and, you know, the the road. So there's not going to be anywhere I can, you know, get car service. And so... That could be another caveat of why he turned back the opposite way. Now, one thing that's very kind of strange about this is they found, so after, you know, after they see him and nobody can get a hold of him, I know, I think his mom called him and then it it rang twice and then, or his friend called him, or no, I'm sorry, his roommate called him, which I guess his friend, called him and basically rang twice and then disconnected, like like they rejected the call. And then they called again, and it went straight to voicemail. So the phone's off. And so he had a cell phone, too. So it's not like it's, oh, it's pay phone or anything like that. You know, but. So the 14th happened, so it was a Tuesday. And they're realizing, hey, he didn't show up for his his second exam, his finals. Um, 
And everyone thought that was kind of strange. Like, okay, like, there's something wrong. Calling him, can't get a hold of him. And, you know, they, he just disappeared off the face of the earth, basically. Nobody can find anything. And, you know, family over the years um, leading up to, you know, them opening a grand jury um, on this case and trying to figure out and try to see if they can open up an OSBI investigation, um, you know, I find it very interesting that his car was found by the Illinois River. And it was basically wiped clean. And, you know, you know, according to the, to the investigation, that basically his car was stolen and all his books, because each book is given a number. So you can track that book to who, who owned it. Well, his car was wiped clean. Like, nothing was in there. Like, everything was basically stripped out and stolen um, that was in the car, like belongings and whatnot. And his book was eventually sold, I think, right before his disappearance, which is kind of weird in itself. Maybe he was getting rid of stuff. Um, but they found the truck, and it was like I said, there was nothing in it. Everything that he had in there was gone. And that's one thing that's kind of strange to me. So if, if like he was driving back to Tahlequah, you would have to take uh, a certain road to get to the river. Like, you'd have to go back up through, uh, I'm trying to think of the, that actual road, but you'd have to go through Tahlequah just a little bit and then take a right, and you'd get to the river. And um, get back into, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm getting to minutiae, but, so I thought it was very strange that his truck ended up there, and it was basically stripped clean of everything, and books were sold, and it was just very strange. Um, and so, as the years roll on, his parents... Um, fine, you know, they're, they're basically trying to fight to, to get him, his case looked at. And they eventually opened up, opened up a grand jury, um, on the case and the investigation. Now his ex, this is another crazy part of this investigation is his ex at the time. Now polygraphs, you know, now we, we deem them as not admissible in court. Uh, but now, but at the time she failed the polygraph. And they asked her, like, where do you know where he's at? You know, where where did you last see him? Like, all this stuff and all these questions. And she failed the polygraph test, which I find is very interesting. Um, they did the, the jury, grand jury thing, and they went through, and basically they, uh, the findings were, were that there were people in court that they called as witnesses to in this grand jury that had lied on the stand. And they know that they lied. Because their stories weren't adding up. And I'm not going to say any of these, any of these people's names. Like I said, people are still around. Um, but here's another thing, too, is that, you know, they, they introduced these five theories. You know, one of them is that he committed suicide. Which is, to me, is not, I don't find that to be a possible one, in my opinion. Um, another theory was they had car trouble and... But they did rule it a homicide. Like, like, the, like that one was the, the the only one that wasn't that leading to a homicide. That he was killed by the hitchhiker. Um, that there had to be some familiar homicide, basically someone he knew. Um, and then uh, uh, basically accidental death, you know, or something of that nature. So, but the majority of them were homicide, is what is what it was deemed. But the theory that I that I think is most 
prevalent. I think somebody was trying to catch him. Now, like I said, in these small towns, you beef with somebody, like, they may come and get you. Like, they may try to, you know, mess with you or try to, you know, hurt you. You know, try to kidnap you and beat you up and then be like, don't mess with my, my brother, don't mess with my sister, don't mess with my cousin no more. And I think what happened was is he was meeting somebody out at Keys or met somebody at Keys. And this person threatened him and said, hey, you know, and Steve, you know, Stefan's like, you know what, man, I don't need to hear this, you know, blah, 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 this. And he ends up getting, they they take it too far and they end him, kill him, murdered him. And I have to believe it, I believe in my opinion, it's one of the family members of his ex, I believe, or someone that she knew or maybe a new lover or new, you know, relationship, whatever. And because a lot of this, a lot of that stuff, you know, we've seen it all the time in, in true crime. But, you know, I think it was, could have been that uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the theories is that someone took it too far and he ended up murdering him. And then, you know, now they got to, they got to clean up the evidence. Because I find it very strange that the grand jury said that there are multiple people in this case that, that were lying. And that it should be investigated. Now, um, I did some research to try to find the latest kind of rumblings about it, and there, you know, there's not much. Basically, it's still an open case. Um, you know, still haven't heard anything. You know, people are still looking, but his his family um, is still, you know, looking to find justice for him. Which that's a lot of reason why I talk about local stuff, like stuff that's you know around here, is because you know he's missing. It's just closure. You know, I've had family members who pass, not by those means, but just, um, but, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of closure with that, and, and I hope that, you know, at, at some point that somebody comes forward and says something, and, and, because I know that they have had different people come forward and, and, uh, you know, say, hey, this person did this, or this person did that. Um, just, you know, this is town, basically town hearsay, but, you know, it could be true. You just never know. Oh, and one thing too, I forgot. So right after his disappearance, um, New Year's, I think it was New Year's Day or right after New Year's, they got a phone call from somebody saying, you, you know, you need, like, I think it was the family, um, you need to stop looking into this case. You need to tell his girlfriend to stop looking into this case, um, or we're going to hurt you. Now, I thought, you know, to me, you know, that sounds like some small town, you know, you know, type stuff. Oh, don't talk about it or we're, you know, we'll, we'll do something to you. And, you know, that's just like I said, that's part of my theory. Like I said, I don't know what, what has transpired. I'm, you know, all this is alleged, you know, when it comes to this theories and the people involved. But, you know, hopefully I, I hope that, uh, you know, something comes down the pipeline or they can do some type of, uh, you know, data, you know, analyzing where his cell phone pinged, because I know, you know, I mean, they may not be able to pull that stuff, but, you know, it's always worth a try, but, um, but yeah, this, that case has always kind of been at the back of my mind, you know, for a long time, especially going to school there, and, you know, hearing rumblings about things, you know, and, and people talking about, you know, almost talking about it like in a, a spooky way, like, oh, you better not, 
do this or you'll end up, you know, gone, you know, or took. And so, you know, I always, I always wanted to, uh, you know, look, look more into it. And, and, and the pod, this podcast has, you know, allowed me, you know, not really allowed me, but I'm always looking into stuff, but I always, you know, found it very interesting that he, yeah, he's gone. Like he just disappeared and we can't find it. We, you know, where he's at and nobody knows where he's at and, or, you know, allegedly, but you know, what do you guys think about that case? And, you know, do you know, you know, maybe, do you know something like, you know, let, let somebody know if you know something, you hear this, you're like, dang, you know, it's been, uh, almost 20 years, you know, it's time to let his family, you know, have some justice and have some rest and some peace and, and things like that. Cause it is very sad, especially happening to native, you know, natives are going missing every day. You know, it feels like I see something every day and it just kind of makes me sad. It makes me real sad when I see that because you know I think it's you know I think it's just it's almost become like a normal thing like oh there's another kid missing or another woman missing or somebody murdered this person you know it's just it's just sad it's just really sad to me and you know there's not very many of us left I mean there's a lot of us left but there's not very many you know of us than there what there could be you know I was thinking I mentioned this before Imagine that person that was, you know, took what life they could have gave more over here and how many more native people we have and traditions that were passed on and, and, and things like that. And I was thinking about that, like, you know, man, dang, you know, if, you know, if we didn't have all these people missing, you know, we would have more stories. We'd have more, uh, tradition. We would have, you know, we'd have a lot of these things. And I go, and I think about the boarding schools on that too as well, but, but, uh, but that's the episode, guys, and I appreciate, you know, everyone listening. I appreciate everybody um, tuning in and 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 giving giving me your feedback. You know, I lot I know a lot of uh, a lot of people have been doing that, and I appreciate it so much. I was talking to somebody this past week, and you know, I just I'm a regular dude, man. I'm just a guy that just talks on here, and y'all listen, and and I, hopefully I bring up interesting topics to where you guys can enjoy and. To all the new listeners, I appreciate you you, you joining me and and uh, you know getting a little taste, taste, and hopefully you come back for more. But um, with that being said, guys, you guys can message me on Facebook, add me as a friend. Just make sure you message me, let me know you listen to the podcast. I'm going to ask you what your favorite episode is, um, or if you heard me from another you know podcast, let me know too. Um, like I said, I don't, I, I have all types of friends from all over the place because of this podcast. And so it's, it's awesome. Um, TikTok war cry podcast. And also that's the Instagram. It's war cry pod, uh, email to send me stories, um, or you can send me stories through Facebook as well. Real. The email is real war cry pod at gmail.com. Uh, this is creepy part four. I'm debating on if I want to have it on Halloween or do I want to do right before Thanksgiving. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I like to space those things out because, like I said, those are stories and it's a special thing to share when people share their stories. But uh, I appreciate everybody that listens in, uh, that listens, listens in, that listens, and I'll catch you on the next one.